them are more than pals Our show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests and music and reviews Game of Thrones, why Nona too? She promised there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And this is Tara. <laughs> it's Anne. Psych. Oh, I guess. Funny. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> champagne drunk. It's ah, aren't we all? Really? Aren't we what? all? Jokes oh, yeah. on them. They thought, who's going to drink $22 worth hey, of bottomless mimosas? Um, and it was us. We okay, have to get on. our money's worth, baby. Yeah, hold on. Before we start talking about it, let me do some business here. Uh, on today's episode, <laughs> we have some Lucy Lawless news. We're talking some Nyad. We're talking Encounters, episode two. And of course, we have a mail sack. But first, Wendy, tell us all about Bruzy Brunch. Bruzy, me? Were we fighting? We had brunch and we had bottomless mimosas. Did I say boozy or bruisy? You said bru. I heard bruisy, but I'm also champagne drunk. <laughs> I got champagne problems. Look, this is a this this whole bruisy brunch thing has not happened that long ago. We're still uh, look. The three of us had the bottomless mimosas. That's true. Of the whole table, we were the only three. We were the only three. Makes and sense. now we're podcasting, so <laughs> I should give you a heads up. Too. I never saw the bottom of my glass. Did no, you? She kept refilling it. She's like, "Yeah, need more." I'm like, well, we paid for it, so yeah. Yeah, Daniela was very good to us. We- and I'm a little sad because we could have switched over to, to Bloody uh, Mary at one. We could yeah, do one switch. Yeah, she didn't really give kinda, us a chance to. I know. I kind of wanted to do one at the end. Yeah, it's probably better that we didn't do that. Most likely. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all be on your own. I don't do no Bloody Mary. Yeah. I mean, starting with champagne, ending with vodka, that doesn't sound like a good idea. No. It was a long brunch. Is that what's in Bloody Mary's? That's gross. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I made coffee when I came home. Oh, that's smart. I'm going to crash hard tonight. I was tempted to keep the party going, but I just. So was I. I know, right? But it's kind of early. Y'all didn't say that. (laughs) I would have stuck around. Uh, No, I mean, we are keeping the party going right here. I mean, here. That's what I meant. Like, do I pour myself water or do I pour myself some more? No, I'm done with the alcohol. I was like, should I keep this good feeling going and get some wine? (laughs) And I had coffee and a donut instead. Oh now my coffee has bits of donut chunks in it. Mm. I mean, there's worse <laughs> things. Oh, fine. That's hilarious. But can we also talk about how my car was parked? <laughs> sure. I would have never got my car out of there. And then some car pulled up in your, your only exit. Well, what wait, happened? So we, so we valeted and met us there. A cat, banana cat was brave enough to brave enough to drive four of us to brunch, and then Anne met us there because it was Anne's idea to go to Hori Calabasas. <laughs> Calabasas for horse. <clears throat> <laughs> so then we valeted. So then Anne, do you want to take it from here? <laughs> well, I don't know about anybody else, but usually when I find out we're going somewhere, I'm like, "What's the parking situation?" <laughs> 
I also look at the menu. Sure. I, you know, I like to have all the details right away. I got there. The parking, it wasn't a bad situation. It was just confusing because I yeah. didn't really, I couldn't, the front of the building wasn't very obvious. The signage was not great. So first I pulled into the wrong place, which had valet because it's like a bougier part yeah, it's for of horse. the world. Yeah. <laughs> Bougie horse. <laughs> And so I was, I thought I was going to be late, but I was actually before them. Thank God. So then I looped around and then I found another parking spot, but it said self-parking, $7.50, cash only. I don't carry cash. So I was like, well, I can't park here. So I looped back around and then I was like, well, there's valet over there, but I see tons of parking over there. Hmm. Like maybe that's not it. So I looped back around a different spot and I was like, nope, that's definitely it. And then I rolled down my window and the guy was like, can I help you? And I'm like, I'm just trying to get, and I said the name of the place. And he's like, give me your car. Oh. Ah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, give me your car. Breakfast ends at 11. You better hurry. Oh it was like 10 to 11. I'm like, yeah. okay. So. Um, you were hijacked. Then, yes. Saying. But so then when we went to leave, we like had some things we wanted to exchange with each other and we were parked close by. And so we just asked for our keys. We're like, we'll just get ourselves out of our spots because we're going to chit chat for a minute at our cars. As we do. And I looked at my car and I'm like, <laughs> there's no way I can get myself out of that parking spot. It was <laughs> so close to the car next to me on the driver's side. On the other side, there was like a sidewalk and a bunch of potted plants. <sighs> Behind me was a cross, like a, it was the corner. Yeah, it's a crosswalk. <clears throat> and then... Cat's like, do you want me to do it? And I'm like, yeah, I can't. I'm panicking. I can't get out of this Aww. spot. And then just as Cat gets in, tries to get in because my seat's so far up. <laughs> you even moved the mirror. I'm like, you moved the mirror. I couldn't touch everything in my car. If I looked at the mirror, you changed the radio stations while you were in the <laughs> I couldn't see anything. <laughs> the mirror was like pointing down. It's like, oh my god, who's in this car? Just as Kat's about to leave, a car pulls out into the only spot that Kat could have gotten out. It was very tight. It's like, you can't park there yet. Just like, but there was parking everywhere. Why did they park us like we were at Dodger Stadium? It's very strange. It was like we're at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. But Uh, I was able to do it with everybody's help. You are a hero. After having many, many mimosas. <laughs> I trusted you, even then, that you would be better than I was. That's friendship right there. Yes. <sighs> In any event. It was a great brunch. It was a good brunch. <laughs> oh, yeah, it went long. It was fun. Yeah. We just sat there eating, drinking. I had yeah. pancakes. It was a ch- too much pancake. <laughs> it was delightful. Yeah, we tried your pancake when you went to the bathroom. We all agreed it was really good. It was good. It was just yeah. too much. Do you think I it don't was like chocolate? It. No, it wasn't. It was some gluten free thing, and it was, but it was like a dark brown. Yeah, it tasted Pat chocolatey. Pancake. It, it looked wasn't chocolate. intentionally chocolatey. Oh. Interesting. But the brown was. pancake sounded good, so I had them. Um, yeah, I just don't <laughs> like it when they. Like, we're going to charge you $23 for pancakes and you get a giant stack. I'm like, just charge me less and give me one pancake. That's all I need. I don't a need pancake. a giant stack of pancakes. Well, hey, we got our money's worth on the yeah, bottom we did. of mimosas. So. We did. 
jokes on them. <laughs> <laughs> and do you want to explain why it's uh, Calabasas is for whores? Because <laughs> my daughter was pissed that I didn't pick up the phone to come pick her up from the gym that's four <laughs> blocks away from our house. She needed a ride. And I said, I'm in Calabasas having brunch. Too bad. And then when I came home, she was mad at me and said, did you bring me food? And I said, no, you could make some of your own food. She goes, well, I'm hungry. And you were out whoring around in Calabasas. <laughs> so apparently... Virginia's for lovers and Calabasas is for horse. Good to know. Put it on a shirt. And pumpkins. <laughs> and pumpkins. Pumpkins are for horse. And if you could even picture the place we were, it was like a bougie, fake, old western town. Yeah. With like a bougie general store. Yeah, a lot of wood, grain. Yeah, it really wanted to look old, but it was all new. It was very bougie. Yeah. It was nice. I liked it. Bougie, bougie horse. Bougie horse. <laughs> All right, Wendy, why don't you take us away? Okay, it's birthday time. Uh, let's see, December eleventh. Too bad Tara's not here for this one because it's someone she likes a lot. Haley Steinfeld. Oh, oh who the awesome, her? shockingly to say, awesome Hawkeye. I know. So good. I'm still surprised. I know. I, I love that show. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. She's a youngin. She's mm. she's she's just a child. She's a babyish. So I'm gonna say twenty two. Really? Yeah. She's that childy? I don't know. Don't you don't have to listen to her. Okay. I know. I'm gonna i I'm gonna say thirty two. Mm. Well, She's 27. She will be 27 oh, on December 11th. Okay. Haley Steinfeld. All right. Where does she live? I don't know. I'm not her address, but is she California or New York? That's a good question. That's a yeah, She good. might be bi-coastal. Okay, okay. We don't hmm. know her personal life. Wherever she wants. <laughs> not, she none of our business. <laughs> uh, next up uh, for December 13th is a singer that I don't know if you've heard of her or not. She's kind of low key. Although I say on famous birthdays, they have rankings of how relevant the celebrities are. She mm. is number one. Oh, that would be Taylor Swift. Oh, <gasps> the Tay -tay. most highly ranked okay. cat lady in America. Oh, man. Really? Okay. Yeah, she's cat lady. Uh, like Taylor Swift. I feel moment. like she's December the most famous 13th. woman in the world right now. Uh, well, time. She was Time's Person of the Year. She's amazing. I have yeah. no idea. And I'm going to let you go first on this one. I'm going to say... You're, you're a Taylor head, right? I'm not a Swifty, but I do enjoy me some Taylor a lot. I um, respect her for what she's done. I do, too. I think she's great. Amazing. I you mean... You can't not like her. I mean, you either, I mean I'm not a Swifty either, but I respect all of Generous, smart yeah. businesswoman. Yeah. Talented. Yeah, she's great. I think she's a looker. Uh, oh, really? I'd never thought about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say 30-something. 30, 30. I'm going to say 32. Hmm. I'm going to say 34. Oh, you're right. <gasps> oh, that wins this you. round. Born in 1989. <laughs> she will be 34 years old. Go buy your Taylor Swift time. Sorry. Person when, of the year covers. When, when was she born? 89. Oh, good. I know. I remember when they were talking about uh, like I don't know how to make it stop. And I was like, oh, oh it should be it should be the striker people who've 
because we have strike stories all year long. Like, it's a big thing. And then I'm like, no one's going to buy a damn tam- Time magazine with a picture of a person striking on the cover. But Taylor yeah. Swift, they have three different covers and people will buy all three. So yes. good move. Did good you, move. Shills met, Did you shills see, met. like, it was her own tweet and they were like, <laughs> can you be the person on Time, on the cover of Time magazine? And she, she was like, can I bring my cat? Aww. And like one of them is like with her cat. Yes. Did you see that one? Yes. Of course you saw it. <laughs> um, That's really cute. I mean, she's a freaking cat lady. How could you mm-hmm. not like her? Happy birthday, Taylor. Happy birthday, Taylor. Happy birthday, Taylor. Call me. Um, Here's... <laughs> Here's a person that I'm looking up now, and I had no idea she was in the movie Serenity until I'm looking at this right now. Hmm. Sarah Paulson, who is <laughs> awesome in her own right. I had no idea she was in she's freaking in Serenity? Serenity. Not a big part. She's got like a little part of, she's like a hologram. The, I did not um, realize that was Sarah Paulson. The like uh, brown coat. What's the called? I mean, the name of that show? it's the brown coat. Uh, Fire, Firefly. Firefly. The yeah. Firefly movie? Serenity? Yeah. Sarah Paulson oh, had a little part cool. in that. Okay. Yeah. She's done some things now. since then. Um, what was the one that O.J. Simpson, People versus O.J. Simpson, American yeah. Crime Story? I don't know if oh, you yeah. saw that, but she Marcia was Clark. flipping she's the amazing. Lawyer, right? yeah, she was Clark. so good. She was so good in that. Yeah, she's that was a, such a good show. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say she's a darn good actress. She's a... Freaking fantastic! She's also been in several. Um, what is it? What's the creepy thing? Ratchet, oh, yeah. American Horror Mar- Story, American Horror yeah. Story. Oh, and Hatchet too. Ratchet, Sh- Ratchet. Sure, <laughs> Hatchet's a different. She's story. Brian Murphy's uh, favorite lady. One of them, yeah. Um. Okay, I'm gonna say <laughs> she's forty. No, I'm gonna say fifty-two. I'm going to say 48. Ah, she is today, but on the 17th of December, she will turn 49. Oh, nice job. Nice job, Ben. But that was close. Close. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Sorry, we're going to be doing that a lot because that song's in our heads. We are so sorry. (laughs) It's Maki Ba by Jane. J-A-I-N. Okay. It's been around a while, but it's just when you get it in your head, you can't stop. Yeah. And we can't stop. We can't can't stop. Won't stop. Sorry. Won't stop. Uh, You want to do mail? Well, what about you? You you had a thing. Oh, guess what I did last (laughs) night? I forgot because I've already talked to you all about it in person. Yeah, that's fine. I you didn't say a- anything about the zip brunch. I'm just seeing it in the rundown. Oh, I did in the, the car on the way on there. The car over. Uh, oh, sorry. sorry, I missed it. Sorry. Went to a drove by myself. <laughs> I went to a screening last night of the film Maestro, directed and starring, uh, directed by and starring Bradley Cooper. But they had a screening of it last night at the TCL uh, Chinese Theater, whatever it's called. And I had a ticket, third row, darn near center. And oh they, because they had a Q&A, in-person Q&A after with Bradley and one of the producers from the film, Steven Spielberg. And when I saw that Steven Spielberg was going to be there, I'm, I said, I don't care about anything else. I want to go see Steven Spielberg. So, uh, yeah, the movie was very good. It was interesting. I mean, it wasn't perfect. There were some interesting choices, uh, mm. but it was good. I, it was visually very interesting. Um but 
afterwards, Bradley and Stephen came out for 45-ish minute Q&A. And I was right there up in it, third row. And watching the my favorite director who made the films of my childhood. And I, that sounds like an insult. Like, oh, he made the films from my childhood. Yeah, they're still relevant today. And he still makes amazing films today. But oh, when well, you're a child of think, the late... I don't think that's insulting. I think he's a film of, like, current yeah. people's childhoods as well. True. Because he's been producing, directing forever. But it's exactly. not like he's like, oh, he's made films of my childhood. And, like, we never heard of him again. No, I mean, it's just... No, I mean, everyone And when the films of your childhood are Raiders of the Lost Ark and E.T. and Close Encounters. Yeah, I mean, it's Jurassic ridiculous. You, you had a good kid. Well, now you're dating kidhood. yourself. Fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, I am thrilled to have grown up. And those are the movies that influenced me as a kid. I mean... Yeah. Now, so how did you get such good seats? Uh, uh, well, I, nothing I did. It was, I got an email. I was on the, uh, Chinese theater mailing list and I got an email one day at work and it said, Hey, there's a screening of Maestro IMAX with a Q and a with Steven and Bradley following it. And I clicked on the link and, uh, I, I was clicking on some seats. I was like, should I just see if someone wants to go? But and like, I would click on a seat and it would be like, Oh no, nope, the seat's gone. And I, I, there was one in the third row, five seats from center, and I clicked on it. It was available. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to get this seat. I'm just going to get this ticket. I want to be right front center for Steven Spielberg. So I did. And they were gone was in like 20 expensive? minutes. Was it expensive? It was $30. So yeah, oh like, it was, yeah, it was more expensive than a normal movie ticket, but it was also it was IMAX. cheaper than our brunch one day. Steven Spielberg, <laughs> right. It was cheaper than my brunch today. Steven and Bradley Cooper just sitting there like within 20 feet of me, just so good cat and about movies um so it was very cool now cat in the last episode said bring something for him to sign just in case did you heed that advice i did i actually did find a book i had uh just films of steven spielberg that was uh i could fit in my purse and I, a couple of markers but he didn't stick around so i didn't see him, or meet him or... i was i was definitely prepared I, I lingered a little bit just in case and then when i saw the bodyguards come out and they Somebody handed uh, the chairs they sat in to someone else, and the bodyguards came out. And they were like, "Oh, good working with you. I'll see you next time." And they were leaving. I'm like, yeah, "He's gone." They're he's like, gone. "Ma'am, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here." <laughs> right, right. The chairs have left the building. The lights have turned yeah. off. <laughs> so I'm sure they they rushed out of there and they were gone. But yeah, it was cool. It was, it was a fun night for sure. Awesome. Cool. You get to share the same air. I did. With I breathed. Spielberg. Breathed. Oh my gosh! Still hiccup. <laughs> did you just hiccup? <laughs> I've been hiccuping all day. Damn. <laughs> this is perfect. What the hell? Uh, been, damn it. Uh, yeah, I, I breathe the same air as Steven Spielberg. Uh, this isn't going to stop. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm happy about it. <gasps> um, why don't we go ahead and read some mail? We're going to jump in the old mail sack. Uh, all right, I'll try. Do you, you uh, do? I'm, I'm going to start with Jennifer. Her subject is to the tis the season. I'm sorry, Jen, if I uh, hiccup through this whole thing. Hi. Hey, geriatric millennials. Hey. I guess that's accurate there. I guess that's us. Yeah. It turns out Daniel loves Christmas. For those of you who don't know, Daniel is also known as Bubbles. Bubbles. Uh, he looks at our Christmas tree and says, stars so pretty, oh, as he no. tries to unscrew the lights. Oh, oh. Could he be any more mischievous as mischievous as he gives me the side eye as he pulls out the plug and runs away with a delighted giggle? Oh, Rhett Matthew Perry. Um, 
He got to see Santa this weekend at a local donut shop. There was a cookie decorating station. (laughs) Santa likes donuts. So I bought a cookie so we could later decorate it at home. I was holding his hand with the bag in my other hand, and all of a sudden I looked down, and Daniel is eating a cookie. Confused, I look (laughs) in the bag. The cookie's still there. I gasp and say to the workers manning the station, he took a cookie. The workers and I laughed and said how no one noticed him take a cookie. We were astonished about how sly he was. One of the ladies said uh, that Daniel didn't seem that sorry, just hungry. (laughs) I offered to pay for the cookie, but they declined. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, because Daniel should pay for the cookie. Um, (laughs) That's right. He took the cookie. We stood in line to see Santa, and when it was his turn, he screamed, Santa, and ran up to him and sat in his lap. I took some pictures of him looking constipated, and it was a grand old time. On our way home, we reminded him that he shouldn't just take things. He responded by looking out the window and changing the subject. Christmas lights! A bit off topic here, but I was on the Insta- on Instagram the other day, and I saw a post by Emma Watson. Hmm. And then went on Facebook and saw an article about Justin Bieber. And then I came to the fact that, back to the fact, that they look a lot alike. And I have a movie proposal that I, I think would be a hit. In the movie, they play twins who had a falling out. But they come to back together as they prepare to say goodbye to their dying mother. Oh, okay. Upon seeing her, they both kiss her eyelids. Some weird stuff ensues where they go to a museum and dare each other to lick <laughs> paintings until they're both kicked out. Huh. On another time where they go to a coffee shop and stick their finger in people's drinks and hum for five seconds. <clears throat> uh-huh. As they watch their mother take her last <laughs> breath, she utters, I know the truth. To which they reply, we know. The twist is they're both aliens. Oh. The kiss was a fast-acting poison where that would kill the scientists faster, therefore not <laughs> allowing her to inform the nation that aliens exist. The paint from the artwork is like water to them, and the humming was to inform the hive that they were close in their operation of killing the woman. They went back to their planet as heroes. Title, wow. From Here to There. Anyway... I have a lot of time on my hands and think of weird things every once in a while. Wow. Like my ideal for wall levers to make things that are high up come to level so there's no need for step stools. Basically a conveyor belt slash Ferris wheel wheel wall. Welcome to my TED Talk, Jennifer. (laughs) P.S. We had our anniversary dinner and the steak made me have an out-of-body experience for the moment. Oh, that sounds like a good thing. Okay. I don't understand the movie, but I like the idea of like a, a wall lever. Yeah. Yeah, I just usually climb on the cabinets if I or something. <laughs> I'm looking at this um, food. That's a good looking steak. Yeah, that steak looks delicious. And then Dude, there's bubbles. He doesn't look constipated. He looks happy. Wendy, Santa, do you Santa's have a doing. photo of yourself sitting on Santa's lap? I, I have no doubt that I do. Uh, I, not handy, but I, I <laughs> oh, definitely. We need sat to find on one lap. and post uh, all three of us on oh, Santa's lap. That'd be yeah, nice. That'd be fun. Okay. Some age. Well, I'm Not going like, home. Don't go this week and get a pick. It has to be when you're a little. <gasps> we should go. No. Um. Well, I'm going home to Texas, so I can always see if there's. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta look. find one. You gotta find look, one. stuffs Come in on. boxes. I. It's. If mom doesn't have it, her apartment in her little living center, then I won't be able to find. One. Wendy, you gotta find one. Gotta find one. I don't know where the albums are. Everything's in boxes. But uh. she does have some photo album, albums at her place, so I'll try to remember to look through those. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. Because I definitely sat on Santa. <laughs> oh, there's bubbles looking at Christmas lights. Oh, he's so excited. And there's a video of him uh, yeah. with Santa as well. He's the cutest little boy ever. 
Did you know that, Ian? That he's the cutest little boy ever. He's pretty dang cute. He's sitting I just there love with that Santa. he calls himself Bubbles. It's pretty great. He's oh, a good, so cute. Uh, good pseudonym. I'm looking forward to the book he writes. I wish every kid was like Bubbles. And <laughs> name is Bubbles. <laughs> uh, I have an email from Suze. Oh, great. And it Hi, says, Suze. Hey, guys, I just what? finished listening to the pod and thought I'd check my Spotify unwrapped. Unwrapped. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Crying smiley face emoji. Surprise, surprise. You are my number one podcast. Hey. I'm also happy to report that I'll be joining Mish in your top 3%. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Uh, 7,000. No. 2,000. <laughs> this number's Get me. 2,000. Uh, 2,000. <laughs> 783 minutes. <laughs> yes. You my three favorite nerds and the awesome Anne. What a great way to spend the year. Love you guys, Suze. And Love then you, Suze. Uh, Suze attached images uh, for receipt of actual. Look at that. One. So let's look at Suze's top uh, four podcasts. Number one, The Great Snop. She nerds out. Have you heard of it? <clears throat> My favorite murder, which Anne, you and I used to listen to all the time. I don't really listen to it anymore. I don't have enough time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, all of these are. I'm a big fan of all of these. Same. And then who shat? Who shat on the floor of my wedding? Is so good. If you haven't listened listened oh, to good. it out there in uh, podcast land, give it a listen. It's fun. You won't be sorry. And then number four is the My Mistake podcast with yeah. John and Cat. Heard of it? Suze, you have such good taste. You do have good taste, Suze. Um, <laughs> while we're talking about podcasts, oh, might sorry. I recommend... And, edited, edited by Ann Hicks Bleeker, by uh, the way. Me? You. Whore of Calabas. <laughs> the whore I of do Calabas. declare. <laughs> the biggest whore of them all. Oh, God. <laughs> um, put it on my gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new podcast I've been listening to. Oh, tell me. And tell I told you. Oh. It's called Smokescreen. Right. My fugitive dad. And it's That's about right. this woman and her dad on his deathbed told her about a crime, a, a bank heist he committed and got away with for like 50 years. And now she has a podcast about it. It just came out last week. It's pretty good. It sounds amazing. I have to, I have to listen to it. You didn't listen to it yet? I haven't done it yet. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll for sure listen to it as soon as we get out of this uh, recording thing that we're doing. Okay. Fine. Uh, Suze, thank you for the email. We appreciate you. Thank we you, Suze. You. Hey, guys, I have an email from Mish. Hey, Mish. Subject is salutations are for suckers. Oh. Mish says, yes, the Oak Island stuff in my last email was just me trying to fuck with Tara. They say the best lies have a kernel of truth, and I can't believe I wasted my nugget of truth about it being my boss's favorite show, and Tara wasn't even there to be annoyed. <laughs> but I guess it's good to know I was right when I made stuff up about it, hitting the same brain sweet spots as football and gambling. Yes, you got to say, okay, let's just file that, uh, file that away, Mish, because we're going to need you to do that again, okay? DLC stands for downloadable content, which I think, Wendy, I think you nailed yeah, that one last I time. I googled it. It's like, <laughs> it's like an expansion for a game, a few more hours of gameplay and story without being a full sequel. 
The gay, the gay one in question was Horizon Forbidden West, the Burning Shores DLC. Sony made the protagonist of their flagship original IP a queer lady. I guess actually that makes two flagship original IPs led by queer ladies, given The Last of Us Part 2. Suck it, Xbox. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. That sounds really fun. I might have to check that out. Also, Beck. I think it was Beck. I gotta say, I hard agree with the calls to just not do Elf on the shelf. You can say he got arrested for impersonating an officer or fired for lacking probable cause or disbarred for violating proper jurisdiction. The head honcho Elf violated the Fourth Amendment guarantee against unreasonable search and seizure, so all his underlings around the world had to go home. It'll be a good opportunity to re to radicalize kids against the surveillance state. This is a good idea. Uh, or maybe it's just a good thing I don't have or want kids. <laughs> same, Mish. Same. Um, Mish, are you a lawyer? Because you sound like a lawyer and yeah. we could use you for podcore. There are some big words there. That's mm -hmm. true. We have to talk about podcore actually later. Mm, after uh, the mm. new year. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> the courts are backed up during the holidays. I see. All right. Well, we'll see. Thank you, Mish. Love you. <laughs> Thanks, yes, Mish. You got to hold on to that uh, kernel of truth. We're, we're, we're going to need an all Oak Island mail sack when Tara gets back. So appreciate you. I got an email from AK. Okay. Murder at the end of the world is the title because it's oh, an okay. awesome freaking show. It says, <laughs> hey, nerds, is it just me or is the likeness between Emma Corrin and a young Gemma Jodie Foster deeply disconcerting? Uh, no, I mean, it's there. It's not disconcerting to me because I think it's cool. And, and, uh, AK, I thought the same thing. I remember watching it thinking there is a resemble or like a likeness mm -hmm. and thinking I could have seen Jodie Foster playing this part in another like years ago when she was that age. So yes, nice. I was, I'd forgotten that I actually thought she did remind me of Jodie Foster. So glad I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, AK says, I just started watching Murder at the End of the World because I heard good things on here. Because it's a great show. It's oh. a great show. I'm really curious to hear. All it. It's two episodes left. I can't wait to see how this all wraps up. Um, AK says, speaking of which, since the whole Les Bomb incident, Prime has been lobbing <laughs> queer, movie con queer movie suggestions at me, and it just threw up something called Marion Gay. And it got me thinking that you've not made any Christmas film club suggestions for this year. Mm. I'm not necessarily suggesting this movie. I wouldn't know, but maybe it can't be worse than Lesbom. <laughs> Do you have any festive queer movie wrecks for quiet Christmas evenings? Mm. Queer movie wrecks, that's tough. I, there's do, a, I forgot the name of it. There's a gay Hallmark movie coming out, but I think on the 17th, so we haven't seen it yet. Mm. There's okay. a gay one on Amazon? Oh, fuck. Uh, it's Does cute. anyone know of any to recommend, like, new Christmas well, gay movies? So, wait, yeah. and did you watch this one that you're trying to describe here? Yeah. It's on Amazon. Okay. And, and it's gay. Okay. As well, two girls. Great. That makes sense. What's it called? I think it's called Looking for Her. Oh, okay. Let me Google. Let yeah, me Amazon. Looking go for um, Google. There is a movie called that. It was really cute. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I recommend that. It's very cute. It's very Hallmarky. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, it's called Looking for Her. 
Yeah. Okay. It's super cute. It's like Hallmarky fanficy. Like, Love that. Fake, fake dating. It's cute. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that's the premise of the Hallmark movie coming out. Like they're pretending to be together for the sake of Christmas, and then of course. They fall in love. They fall for each other. Mm. And not this other one's not queer, but I just watched it and it has uh, Jennifer Garner in it. And it has a lot of fun, silly stuff. And it, um, who's the other guy? Ed Helms, is that Mm -hmm. his name? Yeah. And it's called Family Switch and that's on Netflix. It's very fun. Not queer, but it's really cute anyway. Okay. I want to see that. Jennifer Garner's awesome. Uh, AK says, Sir Carrie, it sounds to me as though you've been charged with a quest. Congratulations. It's a big moment for a night. Our lieges, Kat and Wendy, require you to attempt to watch all of Star Wars in timeline order. Now, this is probably going to prove to be an impossible mission. It's not impossible. As Disney brings out new seasons of things that fill in gaps, and eventually they'll bring out something that fits in between your now. But don't let that deter you. You can attempt to do it to the best of your abilities. This is your mission. Should you choose to accept it, good luck, and may the force be with you. Be sure to let us know when you begin so that any knights or squires or tarts who wish to may join <laughs> you and ride alongside you in your quest. I don't think it's a, a, that big of a task. It's a lot of movies, but... It is. You know. Yeah. Uh, Sir Mish, and hail and well met. You just became a directly responsible for me becoming aware that Sam Smith's un- of Sam Smith's unholy. Nice mm. one. And thanks for that. And two, if you happen to be listening. Mm. Mm. Very good. Uh, happy B-Rex. Is it just me or did you get a pretty good hey back with Anne? Interesting. Mm. Mm. Interesting <laughs> face. Uh, I can never see a mad giant inflatable brightly lit dinosaur without thinking of you oh, now. It's a thing. So going to a park full of them blew my mind a bit. Who knew such a sight could be seen near Milton Keynes, 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 or whatever it is, uh, of all places? <laughs> if calling me Ack is Acker related, I'll totally take it. The awesomeness of Amy Acker is why I'm here, after all. Love you guys, AK. I'll call love, you Ack. Love you, AK. Love you, AK. <laughs> there is only one Acker, but you know. <clears throat> yeah, Ack is, call you Ack. is yeah, compliment. Ack is available. Ack, 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 Ack. 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 I got. <laughs> uh, I have an email from Heather. Oh, Starts okay. out, "Hi nerds. Hi. I should never second guess Wendy on her facts." Ooh. Got that in writing, Wendy. She is Johnny on the spot. I watched the flurkin scene on YouTube, and the person who posted it may have used Elaine Page's version of Memories rather than Barbara's version. Interesting. It looks I ha- like I have to get my poop emoji together <laughs> <laughs> and see the marvels soon. It's Wendy, good. I- see it. Wendy, I can't believe you didn't tell us your parents' Betty Buckley story. If Dick Van Dyke gets some airtime, Betty certainly deserves some too. I don't know uh, anything about Betty. I just know that they worked with her at least for a little bit in some capacity in pageants. Well, see if there's more more there. Get the story. And also, who's the lady who was a sports caster for a while? God, what was her name? I'll have to look it up. People probably don't even know who she is anymore. It's good content when we don't know the names of things. <laughs> I look, I should. She was a Miss America sport uh sports <laughs> caster. She had a food line. Phyllis George. 
Phyllis there George. They worked with her too. That's now all. We're gonna want that story too. Get the <laughs> I scoop. I, again, I don't really have a story. <laughs> they just dealt with her like at the pageant. I saw your post on the former Twitter and I'm very excited that My Life is Murder is going to have a fourth season. That paired with season 11 of Oak Island and the good times will roll. We'll be here. Season 94 of Oak Island. Hell yeah. On some wood. I'll be watching it. (laughs) R.I.P. to the Pogues' front man, Shane McGowan. Uh, the most famous hit fairy tale of New York is one of my top five Christmas songs. Hmm. If I don't hear it at least once, it's just not Christmas. Along with fairy tale, I need to hear Father Christmas by the Kinks, Sleigh, La- Sleigh Ride by Johnny Mathis, Christmas in Killarney, Killarney, Killarney. <laughs> by the Irish Rovers, and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Judy Garland. Mm. So, what are all your favorite Christmas songs? Take oh. care, Heather. Good question, Heather. Y'all want to go um, first because oh I have answers. Um. I, I really like the. Um, what are they even named? I know them when I hear them. I'm like, ooh, that's my favorite. I like the um, the canon, the Christmas canon one. No, it doesn't sound like that at all. It's like, no, it's like. I know what you're talking about. It's like kids singing angelically. Yeah, I know what you're I talking about. It's one of, it. I, I love that. It's song. like Paco Bell's canon. Yes. yes. Um, mm-hmm. Taco la, Bell? La, Not Taco Bell's la, Chalupa. La, la. No, I know what you're talking about. It's good stuff. Yes. That's one of my top 10. Mm. Oh, uh, okay. I like that one. I really like the old school, like, um, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, you give it away. And I still really like the um, the one with all of them singing. What do they know? It's Christmas time. That is such a good song, man. That's so good, but it's so fucked up because that one line where they're like. And tonight, thank God, it's them instead of you. Yeah, I know. So dark. That's, thank God that the other people don't are have suffering. Food. Yeah, Be- at least it's not least you. They, like, yeah, yeah. But I still God. love it. But I still love it. <laughs> I like that um, song so much better than "We Are the World." That they that uh, was good stuff. Because that was like that was bop. "We Are the it's World" was America's like follow up to that one, and I totally prefer. Um, Interesting. The first one, yeah. Uh, I like rocking around the Christmas tree. I like um, anything with a bit of like a, a 60s kind of rock to it. I enjoy all that mm. stuff. Um, um, I mean, come on, Mariah Carey. Can't get much Oh, for sure. That. For sure. You know, all I want for Christmas is Jews. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else? I like all of Jewel's Christmas songs. Oh, Okay. I really dig her. Give that a listen. I didn't know that she the one that. I like is called Christmas Cannon by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yes. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right, Wendy, what about you? All right. Here are my top five. Ooh, she's got <laughs> Not a in any particular order. <laughs> Although, does. Mariah Carey, uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. It is Jeez. a perfect song. I can listen to it all year long. It never That's gets old. Song. 
if anyone's tired of it, I don't know what's happening to you because it is a beautiful, perfect Christmas song, and I love it every minute of the day. Uh, but how also, do you really feel about it? I love it. It's perfect. I don't even want her to sing it again. Like, it's it's form as it plays all the time. Leave it alone. It's awesome. I don't want to hear a cover. I don't want to hear a remake. I just want to hear that. Uh, also, uh, Oh Holy Night but by the Judds. I love their version. Hmm. But I like the song in general. I love Oh Holy Night. That's my favorite, probably, like, religious Christmas song. But okay. I especially love the Judds. Uh, Jingle Bell Rock by Barbara Streisand. Jingle yeah. Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle. Not Jingle Bell Rock, but just Jingle Bell. Oh. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. The oh. way oh, I find it is to ride in one of those. I like, hey, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. You know, Barbara Streisand. It's awesome. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, the um, Christmas song by the Chipmunks. Oh, oh no, Wendy. Uh, na, na, oh, the Chipmunks. That's a good one. Nah, oh, no. I don't want my hula hoop. Love that song. And then here's where Wendy gets all up on her high horse. Um, you weren't already? Oh, I'm big. You're definitely now more up there. So. Have yourself a merry little Christmas, Judy Garland. And only, huh. only, uh, first of all, the Judy Garland version is unparalleled. But if you're going to do it, <laughs> don't do the stupid, oh, we got to make it happy version. Do the melancholy version as God intended. The uh, one that says, um, until then, we'll have to meddle through somehow. Instead of, hang a shining star upon your highest bow, whatever. Oh, I Don't didn't make know that it was cheery. It was changed because people didn't uh, want it to be all depressing. Uh, like the Judy Garland version. Give me the melancholy, half depressing version hmm. of Have Yourself a Metal, Merry Little Christmas as sung especially by Judy Garland. And if I hear that other crap, get it out of my face. I just want the original. Whoa. The end. I, wow. I will rant about that. Stop screwing up that song. Not everything has to be all perky. Sing it in its lost original seven intent. No, stop it. Leave it alone. Make it, sing it, sing the real version. Wow. So, yes. I get fired up about my Christmas right songs. There. And again, you've been thinking about this for a while. Haven't you just had it canon, ready to go? The canon song that you mentioned, Anna, it's also a big one. Also, um, God rest ye merry gentlemen with, was it Cheryl Crow or no, it's not Cheryl Crow. It's like some version that's like plays all the time that I love. Uh, also, I'm not gonna lie, I love Christmas music. I do too. There's some good I ones. love the drummer boy. I yes. like this one's controversial because it's a little rapey, but I love oh. the baby pulled outside song. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. Not because it's like rapey, but I just. Like but <laughs> it's just Merry like his Christmas, voice is so everybody. deep. I just. Uh, have I you know heard the controversial, but I love Have you it. heard the PC version? It's annoying. I don't want PC. No, I don't either. I've, I've heard it and it's annoying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Christmas music. Yeah. As soon as I feel like. Once Thanksgiving passes, I, I don't want to listen to it a whole lot before, but after mm. Thanksgiving, it's all I want. Bring it. Um, I forgot a couple. So there's, of course, you know, the Charlie Brown's Christmas, that whole album is phenomenal. <laughs> Christmas time is here. That's a, that, that whole album is a little melancholy, Colleen. I kind of like Melancholy's great. It's, it's haunting almost. Yes. And then for, for our Jewish listeners at home, how about Adam Sandler's The Hanukkah Song? Oh, so good. That's a great classic. Yeah, that's a so, good one. Uh, I hope it's I get one a, of my favorites. Uh, I hope I get a harmonica. Have a happy, uh, happy Hanukkah. I also enjoy Drink My Way Through Christmas by Karen Kilgariff. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Good <laughs> also good. 
also good and yeah. appropriate. Um, <laughs> what what's a Christmas like movie you have to watch that? Like, do you stagger it? Do you start on a day and you're like, I got to watch this, this? Because I haven't really, I already did the um, Happiest Season. Oh, cool. Mm. I watched that like right after Thanksgiving. But I've got like a list of ones that I got to like, I got to check them off. What are they? It's not Christmas. Well, I have to watch Elf because like freaking love Elf. Sure. Happiest Season is up there. Um Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Oh, that's so cute. Have to watch that. That's good. We always watch the Polar Express on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly a little over it, but it's tradition, so I have to keep mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really kind of boring, but everyone else is still into it. So, um, But yeah, all the Peanuts ones. Oh, I, I mean, you got to watch Shelly yeah, Christmas. That's a classic a Christmas story. I have seen it a million times and I'll never get tired of watching it. It's National Lampoon. Favorite Christmas movie, yeah. Got to watch that. What about you, Wendy? Here's where Wendy goes off the rails again. Oh, here we uh, go. Here's I mean, obviously I love like Rudolph and Charlie Brown and the TV ones. My favorite Christmas movies are Hallmark movies. I know. Okay, that's okay. A Godwin Christmas is right. my favorite and I watch it every Freaking time it comes on. Nine <laughs> nine lives of Christmas, nine kittens of Christmas, dear oh Santa. Uh also uh a, a nutcracker Christmas and crashing through the snow. I think we know why. But I don't have like the big, big like the big screen films mm-hmm. that I just like there's none of them that I'm like, oh, I gotta watch this every year. They're good. I mean, I know it's like Christmas story, elf. Uh what's that one with the the Grinch? Stuart. Oh, uh, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Like uh, all those movies, like I just, for whatever reason, these Mm -hmm. freaking Hallmark movies have meant more to my life than any like big screen Christmas movie I can think of. That's great. And so, yeah, like give me Godwin Christmas. I'm stopping out and I'm watching that. And there's a part where Kathy Kathy Lee Gifford makes me cry every time. And it's crazy. Is Kat Burrell in that one? Uh, she's in one of the other ones, but the Got original it. Godwin Christmas Got with it. Kimberly Suston and Paul Campbell. Uh, that's my favorite. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And that feels weird to me. Like, I'm surprised that those are the movies I love, but those are the ones I want to watch. It's like you're I got, so good at knowing right away when we ask I know. you a question, she you're like, these are my songs. Only with this. These are my movies. Only with this. Totally like. For some reason, like some things I'm like, whatever. But for whatever reason, I'm very hardcore in my Christmas song answer and my Love Christmas it. movie answer. I got three Kimberly Sustids and three Amy Acker movies. Those are my favorite Christmas thing. I don't know it's why. Great. No one's upset about it. <laughs> no, but I'm, you can have it surprises your favorites, even okay. me. It surprises me. But here we are. So. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I know. I'm, I would not peg myself for being the type to like oh these hallmark movies are my favorite christmas movies but they are okay and i don't understand it either <laughs> it's good whatever yeah. fills your heart with joy bum, it bum, is bum, bum. and they do and uh, i haven't seen my godwin christmas yet i have seen nine nine lives of christmas but that's uh and crashing through the snow but i have yet to see godwin christmas but you know what my favorite christmas song is what? <laughs> 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 
That song's from 2015, but it's still what? what? It holds up. I looked We're it up. So behind oh the time. I googled. Of course. Well, we people are. still use it though. It's used all the time. It was produced. <laughs> yeah. It was released on November 6, 2015. Wow. Eh. Written by <laughs> Jay and kind of kind of a Christmas song. Well, it can be. I feel like it, it could be. be any holiday. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, uh, Wendy, do I you want to do you want to <gasps> do the thing? Yeah, I have mail. <gasps> package or a Christmas Ooh. gift from Anne. Anne gave you her package. It's just a little something I <laughs> saw and I thought of y'all. That's so nice. I'm opening now. Opening the package. Ooh. What is happening? <gasps> it's a oh what? It's a Dolly Parton sugar <gasps> cookie kit. Get the fuck out of here. Look, it's Dolly. Oh, oh. oh do <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, yum. We need to make Dolly this. Dolly can't stop, won't stop. She's got everything Shouldn't now. Shouldn't stop. I hope she doesn't We stop never ever. talked about Dolly at the Cowboys game, did we? Where she literally no. walked oh, out in a right. Dallas Cowboy cheerleader uniform. outfit at 70-whatever years old. Dolly She's is unstoppable. Incredible. She can do whatever the hell she wants. She certainly can. I will eat her cookies any day. But yeah, look at the artwork on that box. Like, I know. It's great, isn't it? Stunning. Just so good. Yeah. That. She knows put what that she on knows. my wall. She knows what she's doing. Thank you, Anne. I That's need to awesome, make these. Man. When I get back in town, I'll have to make these and we can have a little get together. Yeah, we'll do a whole thing. That'll be great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I haven't tried any Dolly's like... foods, but I want to. I don't think I have. <laughs> I have her mixes, but they're not just regular cake mixes. So I haven't made them yet because they're complicated. It's like <laughs> add a stick of melted butter, add 42 eggs, add oh. this, add this, oh. add this and this. Oh, my. And I'm like, that's a lot of stuff, Dolly. <laughs> Why do you so, have to make it so complicated? Dolly? Yeah, it's she like is... more than just crack some eggs, add some water, bam. So that's, that's that good old Southern cooking. I <laughs> know it slowed me down a bit. <laughs> um, we got some. Well, we got some Lucy Lawless news, really. Lucy, nerd news. I repeat, we have breaking nerd news. It's an all. Lose. It's an <laughs> Lucy. Lose. It's an all Lucy news segment. Um. I mean, listen, we could talk about Lucy all day, every day, if we had to. Um, but I feel like, maybe, did she mention this when she was on with a uh, former guest, <laughs> Lucy Lawless? <laughs> when she was on, Wendy, did she talk about this? Her she might her? have. I think she may have just I know I've seen her it. posting about it. I don't know yeah. if she talked about it with us. So she is making her, she has made her directorial debut. It's a feature documentary. It's called Never Look Away. Uh, it's the story of Margaret Moth, New Zealand's most unknown famous person, in Lucy's words. Uh, she, this woman, Margaret Moth, was or is, I'm not sure what her current state of living is. I think he's um, dead. <laughs> she was sort of like a... Um, a videographer like news and she would be you know in some uh, some of the most dangerous places in the world covering news stories and lucy uh made a movie about her and guess what the movie is going to be um screened on the opening night of the sundance film festival this year which is kind of a big deal mm, that's a big deal so yeah. congratulations to lucy can't wait to see this movie um and yeah there's a way you can always see through the Sundance 
film festival, if you're not there in person, you can still screen movies through their online uh, platform. So yeah, we should try to do that. Um, but it looks incredible. She, uh, Margaret Moth was a photojournalist who worked for CNN. There you go. She, she did pass no, away in 2010. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I'm sure I'm sure this is a an incredible movie documentary. Can't wait to see it. Good for you, Lucy. Your directorial debut. Yeah, pretty great. Getting the Sundance, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, she also has more reason to be happy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, my life is murder. <laughs> there it is. My life is murder. Season four. We get season four. And I feel like a horrible Lucy supporter. I have not yet watched season three. I've seen a couple episodes, but I definitely, I need to watch it. But you know what? That's a good show for like me and mom when she's here for Christmas. Oh, yeah. We're like, That's what perfect. should we watch? We'll watch My Life is Murder. I think she'd enjoy it. That's um, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm very excited for her. Wouldn't that be crazy? What if this goes like longer than Xena? I don't think it will, but wouldn't I mean, that be wild? Like she'll forever be Xena, but then this show goes longer. But that, you know, that was six seasons. So we'll see. Well, she's on her way, you know? Yeah. She'll still be Xena. Always. Xena forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, um, we'll we'll see her at the Xena um, convention in uh, not that long from now. I know. It's really not like a month. Just over a month, maybe. Is it in January? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I gotta get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have to make. Some did we plans. get photo op tickets with her, or did we talk about it? Uh, or was that last time? I mean, we definitely talked about it. Uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't think if we, we got them. I don't think did we, we not did. get them? I don't Damn think we it. did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you did. <laughs> All I got to say about that is. Ooh. <laughs> I'm checking. I want to see if we do. Okay. Take a check. Take a look on that. Um, we we watched Nyad as a Ooh. podcast. Yes. And... <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry, not sorry. No, I think I think it's great. <laughs> um, it's on Netflix. It's definitely there is a gay twist to it. So if you are looking for uh, a movie with a bit of a queer uh, a queer slant to it, Nyad is a movie you should watch. It is, I, I didn't know what to expect, mm-hmm. um, but I really liked it. And it's of course about the true, it's based on the true story of Diana Nyad, who was a very sort of um, well-known and respected swimmer. She was good at sort of marathon swimming and she decided uh, she was going to swim from Cuba to Key West no one had ever done it, and she tried in her 30s, and she was unsuccessful. And then the movie picks up um, where she's in, I think she's 60, actually, when the movie picks mm-hmm. up. And the, the description of the movie is the remarkable story of athlete Diana Nyad, who, at the age of 60, and with the help of her best friend and coach, commits to achieving her lifelong dream, a 110-mile open, open ocean swim from Cuba to Florida. Of course, it's starring Annette Benning and Jodie Foster. Just two completely uh, incredible and astounding actors uh, hanging out together. What a great cast uh, this movie has. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was, first of all, let me just say, Jodie Foster looks freaking great. Oh, um, my, I was like, oh my God. what the hell? Does she work out? Like, she was like, fit and toned and awesome. I'm like, Jodie, it's been a while since I've seen you, but how you doing? Uh- <laughs> 
How you doing? Hey, I guess you for doing? some reason, since like I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch it on Netflix in the like in the morning. I'm doing other things, yeah. But I I was watching it. I guess it's like you don't. I'm still go. I go into movies that I'm starting to watch out. Like, okay, it's on Netflix as opposed to I'm going to the theater to see a film. Right. So I guess maybe I expect less. I'm like, okay, well they're in it. It's got some big names, but it's Netflix, so I'm not. But I was like, wait, this is really good. This is yeah. a well done film. This is yeah. really good. The acting's obviously amazing with the two of them, and I got totally sucked in. I'm like, this is a great story, and. You know, I've heard people talk about Diane Nyad as a person. Yeah, she's a freaking narcissist. It's all about her. She can't stop talking about herself. She thinks everybody should just devote their lives to helping her achieve this. Goal. And they did. Her and they did. But I yeah. think they, they also feel this part of what else am I doing? You know, and I do like how she kind of demands, like, where's the excellence? People are just kind of sloughing through life half-assed. And I I appreciate that. Like she demands excellence of herself, but also her team. But yet she's a little overbearing. And she's I I love the part. Uh, you know, Jodie Foster is her best friend. She's like she's so done with it. She's like I've got a life of my own. My whole life does not revolve around you accomplishing your goal. You know, of course. But then she realizes, yeah, you're my person. And if you're gonna kill yourself doing this i want to be with you when it happens you know basically i don't I want to be the last me. person the last person before you, you see. die <laughs> you know and then there's the, the the guy commanding you know doing the boat charting the currents and he's he's got his own health issues he's on his way out he's he's yeah. sick and he's like i almost like i want to be a part of something bigger than myself something great um but yeah, it was it's a great film. At the end, she does, of course, a, yeah, spoiler. She spoiler. Makes it. I mean, that's why they're doing the film. Uh, at sixty four years old, she makes yeah. it, and my God, it just looked horribly and agonizing to watch her finish it, even when you know she's acting. But just to think to do that as a person and to go through all that, and you're hallucinating and you don't even know what's happening. And she's like, just, just give me one good stroke. Yeah, just. just one good one. I'm like, going. how do you? Her it's limbs terrifying. are going every which way. I don't know Ugh. how. It yeah. looked the jellyfish. Ugh, Credit to Annette Benning. Time. She sold the exhaustion. You got, yeah, jellyfish. She has to put on this crazy suit. When they put that mask thing on her face, like, I I couldn't breathe watching that yeah. silicone mask thing. I was Very like, that is, yeah. Ugh. But also, like, yeah, she's she's totally narcissistic. And you're like, I can't believe her friends do this. But at the same time, I'm like, if I had the resources to be able to back up a friend, like if I could take off of work and spend that the kind of time that they obviously were able to do and make those sacrifices, like I would want to do it too, because it's like, dude, if you believe in some, first of all, I want to be there when you do that. Like yeah. I want to, yeah. I don't, I would, I'd have total FOMO. I'd be like, yeah, it's a little crazy, but what if she does do it? It's going to be so awesome. I want to be there for that. And you know what? Without the friend played by Jodie Foster in the film, could she have done it? Like there's this whole scene where the friend kind of backs out. She's like, look, I got to do my own life. And then, so she's trying to do it her own. She's trying to tell this guy, like every so often you got to put like squirt this liquid in my mouth yeah. so cow or whatever. And he's looking at her like, she's crazy. It's like, she does acknowledge it's a team, but yeah, like, oh, I mean, yeah. it's not like they just gave up her. their lives to watch her do this. Like they were an integral part of her 
being able to accomplish this. Without yes. them, she wouldn't have been able to do it. No. I mean, the guys who jumped in and fixed like the shark force yeah. field thing, <laughs> yeah. like well, it was you a have people field. doing lights, like it's a whole well, it's a whole crew. You know, she was, you know, she swam for what like thirty or four hours straight. Some they all had to stay up for that long too. And these poor mm-hmm. guys in the kayaks are just like you know, exhausted, following her along. Like, yeah, incredible. What what, uh, what an incredible experience they all had together. That's insane. The resilience. Yeah. I mean, just like think about it when you're like doing something and you're like, oh, I got to do this for 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, we can survive so much more. Yeah. Well, I tell you, after I did a marathon and I – you know, not fast. I was not like some stud marathoner. I basically accomplished it. I went from start to finish. It took me a while. But after that, I would go to like an hour long boxing workout class. I'd be like, this is nothing. Like after you do something like that, you're like, oh yeah, I got to work out for half an hour. That's like literally nothing. Right. Um. So I'm sure for her that was after that, everything is easy. Um. But plus you're on, you're on the side of you're watching her do it. And just especially for like the friend, you're watching her hallucinate. You're watching her muscles not do anything that resembles swimming. And to be to be the person that, like, you have no, like, do you pull her? Do you think mm-hmm. she's going to die and she's so close? But do you just, like, okay, she looks like she might drown any minute, but yet I got to try to keep her going because she'll never forgive me if I stop this right now. Right. Well, and nobody could touch her. Like, so, like, when, touch her. Spoiler, when she jumps in and she's like, don't touch me, don't touch yeah. me. And she's like, I'm not going to touch you. I'm just going to, like, be here and talk you through it. It's like, yeah. oh, my gosh. How terrifying for her to be like, is this it? Is she going to die? And Yeah. yeah. Honestly, like, I think, uh, you know, obviously this woman has incredible stamina and resilience. Very stubborn woman. But also, I think, honestly, this movie to me was about a friendship. And mm-hmm. it was about two lesbians who are best friends. And it's not a love story. It's not about anything but their friendship. And I really liked that. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's based on a true story, and they're not going to fuck with it. But, like, you don't see a lot of movies with lesbians who are just friends, you know? Right. I thought that just kind of showcase their friendship was really cool and kind of refreshing. Um, I think Annette Benning allowed herself to look terrible. She looked terrible. Yeah. Like, especially, you know, that last, so she attempts the swim many times, um, and the last time, and she obviously does it, but like, you know, it's, uh, Jodie Foster's character is like, hey, 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 we're, we're, we're really close. You see those lights over there? That's, that's Key West. And so they kind of just do a nice tight shot on Annette Bening's face, bobbing in the water. She's swollen. Her she's got wrinkles all over. Like she yeah. just looks. Her like lips are abs- like falling off. <laughs> they they were falling off. She looks terrible, and that to me is like okay. This woman is committed. She doesn't care that she looks terrible because Annette Bening is a beautiful woman. She mm-hmm. doesn't care. She's in this character so much. She's dedicated so much. I just respect that so much that you can look so terrible and your face is huge, especially if you're in a movie theater that like you're okay with it. I thought that was right. uh, astonishing. Um, the music was great. Really good music. Um, I I didn't think it was gonna be as fun to watch. This is a this movie was fun to watch, mm-hmm. and there's some dark stuff. You hear, you find out about her past and some trauma and stuff, but it's overall it's just a really entertaining movie. I mean, how can you beat Annette Bening and Jodie Foster going off each other in a movie? Right, it was so good. I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, 
it really resonated with me today, like at brunch. And I was like, you know, you might have had trouble finishing that mimosa. And but I believed in you. <laughs> and I was like, this is what friends are for. You can do anything. You can get to the bottom of that bottomless mimosa. And you're like, I can't touch you. I can't touch I'm you. I'm not going to. I can't help you do it. But I will talk <laughs> you through hiccups and all. I believe you can do this. And but, age is irrelevant. doesn't matter yeah, how old you are. Yeah, you can drink still, that mimosa. You can do finish it. that mimosa. Or three. It's fine. It's fine. Just hey, it, it was bottomless. We had to get our money's worth. We have we... no idea how many we had. Until <laughs> <laughs> it gets you. You know what Godless. I like, though? <laughs> I like that she... I'm starting to... Because like, I saw Burns, Leonard Bernstein, maestro, and saw this. And I mean, it's like sometimes you think, okay, do you got to be a little off? Little little something oh, yeah. to achieve something like that, like so narcissistic that you just want everyone to just basically fall in line and support you, whatever you do. Or I think you so. Know. Yeah. But then I get. I think there's people that are like that, but they don't have that thing that they need to accomplish. Like there's people that can be narcissistic and basically just like Nyad, but they don't have the skill or the right. mental strength They're or the an elite athlete. goal or whatever. They're still like that. They just don't have <laughs> the the final result that makes you like, okay, well, they're like this, but look what they did, you know. But totally. do you think those people like what happens after? I don't after know. they've chased that high? Right. Yeah. What I, I bet you they're probably they go through like a huge depression and yeah. search for like the next big thing. And if you can't find the next big thing, what happens to you? Right. So what's cool about this movie is that there's lots of actual footage that they cut in. So you can actually see the real Diana Nyad mm -hmm. doing all these different swims. And like she just has so many, so much press coverage over the years. And after the end of the movie, during the credits, there's a lot of actual footage of Diana and some of her, her best friend, uh, who Jodie plays. Bonnie? Bonnie. Thank you. And it looks like she just kind of went on tour and like she did some TED talks, she did some motivational speaking and she like, you know, she would basically use, use what she had accomplished to motivate other people and to show people that you could do whatever. So yeah, she, she just kept talking about it and relived it. You know what I mean? Like otherwise, yeah. What is she going to fucking do? Like mm -hmm. she's going to be so bored. Yeah. It was amazing have... too. Like all the rules, like, you know, she couldn't touch her. And then, as she's walking out of the water, like yeah. she oh was God. like, your oh, that was nerve two ankles have to be out of the water yeah. before like they could touch her at Don't all. So she's her. like, Don't barely, her. yeah, like getting out of the water and people wanted to like hug her and pat her on the back and all the stuff. And it was just like, no, two, two ankles have to be out of the water. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is not my goalie. She made it. Just let the woman go. Can you imagine if someone had touched her at the end? Uh, I would have been so mad. You know, it, nightmare scenario. Oh my God. And there's some controversy over certain things. And I don't know all the details, but like specifics of rules or paths or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, whatever. No, I mean, she did she did do it? it? <laughs> Regardless. And here's the thing. And I, I know there's specific rules. Even if her friend had gone and just kind of touched a little bit, whatever. What she did was ridiculously amazing. Yeah. Right. You know, and she You're may have followed every rule the to the T, but, <laughs> exactly. you know, if she'd gotten one ankle out, I'd still be damn impressed. You know, whatever. Right. They've got their rules as far as documenting it and whatever, but uh, it's just to do that and to do it at 64 years old after you failed four times, uh, that says something. Yeah. 
Incredible. I, I do things once and if it doesn't work, I'm like, Meh, I'm out. <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate the determination to, to succeed. Even if you put all your friends through the ringer to do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a good movie. I think people should watch yeah. it. Um, very much so. Again, it's on the old Netflix. And if if there's no other reason, you just look at Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, so good, and, and she's wearing mostly tank tops, and it's yeah, it works. Yeah, <laughs> she looked good, Jodie Foster. Good. I Damn looked her good. up. She's like sixty one. Really? She looks freaking good in this movie. She makes comment like. Diana and I had supposed to be 60 and she's like, I'm only 58. I'm like, whatever. It's, you look <laughs> good. Whatever age you look. Fantastic. Jodie Foster. She's somebody I'd love to meet. Jody Foster. I used to not like her as a kid when she was a kid actress. I don't know why. Maybe it was kind of like, like the gayness and it frightened me. Oh, I don't know. But she just, she annoyed me as a kid. And then yeah. I think it was Silence of the Lambs and I realized, oh, she's Awesome. Yeah, Love Jodie Foster. Phenomenal. She does she doesn't really work very much anymore, right? She doesn't need to. She doesn't need to. <clears throat> I don't know what she does. She does maybe little I mean she did this. I think she does little things here and there, but um I think she's at that point of her career. I mean I I wish she would I don't know if she's well she's coming out at Fargo. Fargo's coming out uh next year. She's in no, is it Fargo? No, it's, uh True no, Detective. True Detective. That's it. Yeah, no, that's yeah. gonna be cool. Yeah, so that's coming out next. Um, I think next year, January. Yeah. I think it is six episodes. Yeah. That's so, gonna be something to watch for. Yeah. Her. Good job. Okay. Jody. Good job, Jody. <clears throat> and Annette. Speaking of something to watch, we um we finagled Anne to watch an episode of Encounters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good and creepy one. It's called, I think it's the, is it called Visitors? I just had it. And then I closed out the goddamn window on oh, my cat. computer. I think it's called Visitors. I think you're right. Um, it's the second episode. There's only four, uh, but you don't need to watch them in order. They are sort of standalone, um, um, you know, kind of events that they, they dive into. And, um, yeah, do you how about Anne? How about you? Do you want to start because you're sort of the I'm the uh, newbie. Have you guys been newbie. watching all of them or I've only watched two so far. Same. Uh well, this episode was about a school, the Ariel School, the Ariel Private School in Zimbabwe. And this took place September 16th, 1964. I'm sorry, it's called Believers. Believers yes. is this episode. Um and it interviews uh, people who were there at the time. Uh, and there were 62 children who during the daytime all of a sudden saw some like shiny thing, a big like light beam. And then they said there were multiple ships that came down and one big shiny one with lights on it. And then an alien. And they had like... Yeah. Eyewitness accounts of this the the head alien, I don't know the one that they talked to, um, <laughs> in like a black neoprene type scuba-ish type suit, mm-hmm. um looking very like typical alien-ish, like how I would say an alien looks like if I were to describe an alien. Big head, big black eyes, 
Uh, this one had long hair, though, which struck me as odd. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, I usually don't think of them as having hair. Um, but yeah, so they, they have like some footage of interviews with these children like around that time. And then um, some of these people who now are adults um, recalling the experiences. And it's, I know it's weird. It's creepy. I don't know what to make of it. It's uh, very, very compelling and very, I mean, so yeah, there's 62 kids who all have a very similar story. And then there's this one guy. <laughs> one guy he was like yeah i made it up i didn't want to do the next class after recess so i made it up i told everybody there's a that rock over there is actually a ufo and everybody just ran with it and they told the teachers they told their parents when the psychiatrist guy came to town to talk to them they told him the exact same story they'd been telling from the beginning come on dude what are you talking about I it was like that was weird. It was weird. And I get like you, maybe you're embarrassed to admit that you, you saw what everybody else saw, or maybe you're, you just want to have a bit of limelight, whatever. But like, how is every kid who says that they saw something over 60 kids who say, yeah, no, 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 shiny ship. And here's what guy. I think with this guy. Cause I looked him up. I can't remember his name. I'm trying to find it now, but he's, he, I've seen video of him when he was uh, interviewed for another documentary they did. Okay. And at the time, he talked like, oh, yeah, we saw this thing. Or I didn't see it as much as the other. He didn't say anything about lying. I think he's been probably a screwed up kid from the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't see anything. And he's been trying to latch on to what... Uh, you know, it's the biggest thing ever to happen, probably in that part of, you know, their world mm -hmm. and to the other kids. And he's not a part of it. And I think he's been trying to be a part of it ever since. And now it's gotten to the point where he's just going to make up a lie and say, oh, yeah, it was a rock I told him about. Even though none of the kids ever said, oh, yeah, this guy, he he totally he's the reason we saw it. You know, no one's ever brought him up as having anything to do with it. You know, that doesn't explain them seeing actual aliens in the stories they tell. And I think he's just trying to be a part of this by lying. And they wanted a contradictory view. And I, to me, it's like, that's the one thing on this this thing. Like, there's there's nothing to back up what he's saying about making it up. I don't think there's any past video that I've seen that, like, he hasn't been saying this from the beginning. To, so it's like, he just decides to say it now. And they put him in. And to me, it it does a disservice to what these kids saw by like this guy just decides to lie. And you can tell even in the, in the documentary, he seems sketchy. He seems like angry about it. Yeah. He doesn't come across as trustworthy or believable. And it's like his only way to stand out is right. to go against the grain. Exactly. And he, he was interviewed, I guess, for a documentary prior to this and he, his stuff wasn't used. Probably they probably could hmm. tell either like for one, he didn't really see anything or he didn't seem legit. So he's like, well, how can I get into this one? You know, they're probably reaching out to kids from the past. And he's like, well, lying didn't help last time about seeing it. So I'm just going to tell people I made it up. And it's such a farce. Like, of course he didn't. There's no way him lying about a rock explains 60 plus kids seeing this. And people to this day sticking by the fact that a little alien was right there giving them messages about the environment. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah that was weird, too. Because, like, why... 
why would they say that? Like back during a time when nobody was really talking about the environment. Right. Why would the kids it wasn't, make up something like that? Yeah. Kids yeah. aren't going to be like, oh, they wanted us to be better to the planet and all this yeah. stuff. And, um, and like the one kid was even saying, like, I was saying, uh, trying to say, like, we shouldn't use this much technology. And that wasn't even a word that was like a, a word people used a lot. Then. Right. It wasn't a common We didn't phrase. have a ton of technology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love the show itself. Like I thought it was kind of sleepy and I didn't really like the editing. Like it wasn't, mm. wasn't exciting enough for me. It was a little dry. Okay. Um, and did, I don't know. Did you want more know. explosions or something? I wanted more <laughs> like <laughs> some more sound effects. Um, I don't know. Like, Cutting back and forth, a little more cutting back and forth. A little more was, like Oak Island. Yeah, I wanted more <laughs> of that. Um, I don't know. I'm a little suspicious, though, because mm. if you asked me to draw a spaceship, I would draw exactly what they drew. Right. Fair. Like, And if you asked me to describe or draw an alien, other than the hair, <laughs> right. I would say probably similar. Right. It was like a very typical, I don't know. But they did all say this big, basically the same thing. I don't know. And, they, and they've not changed their story. No one no. but that dumb kid has changed their story. <laughs> and it was daytime. So it wasn't, yeah. and it was very close. So it wasn't yeah. like, they were like, you could see close, like 20 feet away. So it wasn't like anything was obstructed. They could see details on this, per this alien. Yeah. Um, but, and then it got weird too. Cause like the one school teacher lady, how she said, someone came and like did something to her he was stomach a little while she was sleeping object uh, abducted yeah right so i don't know where it went there for a little bit but there was nothing like conclusive like why i was hoping they would like sample the soil that was mm. there like couldn't they have done something like i would just thought that maybe there could be some evidence other I than just eyewitness though. Like there wasn't anything you basically the the main guy that did the interviews was some psychiatrist who was trying they were trying to kick him out of whatever school Harvard. he was at Harvard. Harvard because they're like he's an embarrassment because he's not treating these people who say they've been abducted he's like kind of he's not yeah. dismissing their claims and he's trying he's approaching this from like okay you're abducted now how do we take care of that and they're like he's embarrassing us and we need to get rid of him and you know and they showed scenes from Oprah where he went on there and even she was like okay we got an episode on aliens you know even yeah. she was making fun of it as yeah. she had him on there so even back then the topic was just not something at all taken seriously it was like just mm -hmm. crazy uh well, that and people it, would not dismiss it and it yeah. was more like it was more from the angle of these people than actual I felt like it was more about the people than the aliens mm -hmm. yeah so it was more about like their story but it's it was all very surface level because mm -hmm. that yeah they talked about how like the guy was doing them a disservice that he should have been treating them all for mental illness because obviously they were all mentally ill which they can't all no, be mentally 62 ill kids come on right um I mean kids be crazy but um <laughs> I just thought like there would be something like even now you would feel like there'd be some science that could be like if something would have landed in this area, we could still test the soil for like mm -hmm. 
radiation. I don't know, radiation yeah. or like trace materials from somewhere else or I mean, did anyone ever x-ray the lady who says she has a microchip in her abdomen? Like, they just let that go? <laughs> who was that, the teacher? Yeah, yeah, she said, like, they did something to her stomach. Hmm. She's like, it's probably a microchip. And it's like, what do you mean, probably? Go to the doctor and find out. Yeah. That's one way to rule it out. You know, and it's weird, too. Like, the kids, they're, they're so believable as little kids. They're definitely, like, they're very sincere. There's no reason to doubt that they saw something, whether it was aliens or whatever. And they're all sticking by their stories. Mm -hmm. And it's it's weird because I'm like, I believe them. Like, maybe they did see an alien. Maybe they did see this thing. But then, you know, the teacher's like, oh, I came to my room and they took me. And then they said, do you want to come with us? She's like, no, because I have to, I've got my job. I need to take care of the school. And I'm like, really? That... It's like, but it's weird. It's like, I won't believe that, but I'll believe little kids saying they saw aliens right. and they talked to him about the environment through tele telepathy. And, you know, it, I looked up video. There was this one kid from the, the experience, Emily Trim, and I found mm -hmm. video of her on YouTube and she seemed like this fairly normal chick. She was at a UFO convention and she was just talking about what they saw. And there was another guy there that you could tell was not coaching her, but maybe a little bit, but like helping her come out and tell her story. I don't know. She was she was a child of missionaries when they were there. So she didn't really stick around long after this whole thing happened. Her parents moved back to Canada, I think it was, or the States. And I was like, okay, well, you know, she's a regular chick. Just tell what she saw. And then I found her on Instagram. And it's it this thing, whatever happened, her life has been changed by this. And her, if you look at this, Emily Trim is the name and her Instagram, it's all this art, some of it aliens, some of it not. And then this automatic writing, which I didn't know was a thing, but some mm -hmm. people do it like if they're in some, like a trance or something. And she's got video, she'll just like write left to right and back right to left. And it's all the same sort of similar characters and, or pictures. And it's almost like she's, she says she still has these encounters like, with the beings that are like prayers and she just writes this stuff and it's, she, she has 52,000 posts. Like she'll do numerous oh, posts in a day of these damn. writings or of this art. And I'm like, Whoa. whatever happened. I mean, her life is a whole different thing Yeah, because of this, life. whatever the Oof. thing was. So just Boy. things like that are just crazy to see. And she's not making money out. Like there's she's no not making money off of this. And it's here's the like thing. She's... I listened to a podcast and a guy that she's kind of working with with this. He was the one she's like, you should sell this. And, be able, and she and he was even saying like she didn't want to sell it. But he's like, hey, it's the world we're in. People will pay mm -hmm. for this. But she's just doing it because almost like she has to do it. And yeah. it's her art. But if and I don't even know if any of it's for sale. I couldn't find anything. But he was the one pushing like you should sell this stuff and she's just doing it just to do it and it's all like this alien theme and it's and the two women that they mm. talked to as adults were saying how like it was like everything stood still and everything was quiet and they were just talking to, like they weren't speaking but they could hear it, like telepathy like the alien was talking to them just by looking at them and they could hear the thoughts of what they were saying in their brain yeah and then they said and then when they stopped all of a sudden like all the kids just started screaming like like everything went silent and then all of a sudden everything was loud again right like the, the kids talking and playing and all the stuff 
like that creeped me out because it was like it wasn't even like and then when she said the sound it sounded like a flute that was crazy and her face like she was terrified yeah. when she explained it yeah. and so it's like that kind of thing like like memories like that like sound and smell like those are things that can really bring back memories mm-hmm. so it's like i don't know like i feel like they like have they hypnotized these people like have they played flutes and seen like if they could tap back into things hmm. like, i don't know it sounds like they just kind of tried to lead normal lives after this yeah and of course things like there, there was a documentary about it and then now this special but they've just kind of tried to go on about their lives and it's a thing that happened when they were kids but they don't have any answers and mm-hmm. they probably don't know what to make of it themselves but they all still tell the same story I don't know. Um, Aliens freaked me out. Like literally just pressing play on the thing. I was like in my head thinking, this does not mean I'm down with aliens. Do not come for me. Do not think like in my head. I'm just like talking to who? I don't know. But I'm like, this is not giving you permission to come visit me because I'm down with this whole idea. (laughs) So by it also this, isn't like you don't want to like, get them permission. No, I like very like it freaks me out because I'm like I feel like if I believe in them, they'll be like, cool, cool, she's down with it. Let's go <laughs> visit her. But if I say I don't believe, they'll be like, oh, let's prove this bitch wrong. <laughs> I feel like I can't win, so I just try to stay like Switzerland, just real neutral <laughs> on the whole thing. Well, it's very compelling. It's well done, as we kind of said the last time. And it's pretty spooky, pretty creepy. You know, it's hard to argue with 63 kids who all really have a lot. Their stories are very similar. It's very, they, I, you know, they definitely saw something and I don't think it was a rock. Um, Let's talk about those rocks for a minute. How did those rocks get like that? They didn't even explore that. Did you see those rocks? What rocks? You don't remember the rocks? <laughs> I guess I don't. The rocks were like, like kind of like Joshua tree rocks, where it's like, it was like a like a like a peak, but then there's a giant boulder like just balancing on top of the mm. other boulder. I think that was just like around that area. I don't think those are the rock the, the rocks that the kids that that one kid specifically said that it was. I feel like they were because I really focused on them. I think that's what was in the background. Hmm. But like, how do rocks get like that? <laughs> that could have been aliens. So, like, what about the pyramids? Like, the pyra- oh boy. how pyramids <laughs> get there? Do we have a show for you? It's called Ancient Aliens. <laughs> it's on the History Channel. Like, freaks me out. Come on. <laughs> how could they ever finish that? It's probably aliens. No, I don't think it's aliens, Anne. I think people had that technology You don't know. You don't know. Don't it's know. a lot of work. It is, and you know they. You know if they say Rome wasn't built in a day, neither was uh, Cairo. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Anne, mm-hmm. I was watching a thing yesterday, going back to Nyad, and I realized there's someone that kind of reminds me of you in their the way they speak and their voice. And I don't know if you ever heard this before, but it was Amy Poehler, and she hmm. was talking about. She was actually talking about. Um, Free Solo, the movie where the guy climbed the mountain. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was on like a, a late night talk show talking about it. And when she was, the way she described, like, it was funny. The way she talked about it, like, 
you know, how people in the documentary were saying, you know, you don't have to do this. And he was like, yo, I have to do this. It's just something I have to do or he has to do whatever. It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Someone's checking the facts and figures. They discovered you don't really have to do this. But the way her voice and the way she talked about it and the sound of her voice, she reminded me of you. Oh, that's a compliment. I, don't know if it, I know. Amy Pollard's very cool. But the way she, she sounded and the way she talked and her how funny she was, I was like, that reminds me of Anne. Oh, thank you. You love well. me. You really I don't know if you've ever me. been compared to Amy Poehler, but. It, no, it I get uh, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> oh, she's I nice used too. to go to a gym in Calabasas. Calabasas. Actually, I think it was Agora. Oh. Um, <laughs> Calabasas but... adjacent. <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, it was when I first moved here. My hair is long. And I kept getting these looks all the time. And then finally one day, the person who worked at the gym said, they think you're Melissa McCarthy. <gasps> and I had been going there for like three weeks, like every other day. And I, I felt like I was self-conscious to begin with because I hate working out in front of people. Yeah. But I was just like, God, it's so weird. Like, is everyone like look at everyone here. And then finally, she's like, you know, every time you come in, they think you're Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's fun. That's really yeah, lovely. It's funny. Uh, hey, there's, there's worse people to be compared to. I know. I was like, so now I just. Sam, the discount Melissa McCarthy. You, <laughs> the low budget. Low budget. <laughs> low budget. Will you, do you think you'll watch another one of these, Anne? Mm, maybe. What? Okay. How could you not? <laughs> I used to not be able to watch this stuff at all. Like when I was, I don't know, in my 20s and lived alone, like this mm. stuff would terrify me. Mm -hmm. But now that like I'm not such a big, ch I'm still a big chicken, but not as chicken. That's it. Um, and I have scary dogs. I could probably <laughs> watch some scary stuff. All right. Yeah, because I definitely want to watch the rest of these. Um, For sure. It's just so compelling. And very well done. Um, but yeah, and I feel like when Tara gets back, she's not going to want to watch them. No. She doesn't like aliens. <laughs> she poo-poos it. Like Tara, Kat and I will get these big discussions about Oak Island or aliens or whatever, because we believe. Yeah. And mm -hmm. she'll, she'll scoff at us. She's a big I mean, I'd much rather watch tra Treasure stuff. <laughs> yeah. Than alien stuff. Right. Aliens and ghosts are two things I don't want to. I'm neutral because of the same. <laughs> ghosts are the same feeling for me as aliens. I see. I don't want that to go visit me. <laughs> Dude, I don't watch. I don't watch demon movies or shows because. Well, that's it. right. We were talking about it. You won't eat at Lucifer's Pizza. No, I don't like the name. You think the devil will enter your body? I just slice? don't like that name. <laughs> I don't want to eat like a Lucifer's pizza. <laughs> so you eat a, a pizza places. Like, <laughs> I don't eat no Lucifer's pizza. Come on now. It's really good. You should try it. Well, I've had, there's plenty of other pizza. <laughs> I have one note if, if we're done with encounters yeah, I that I wanted to bring up because okay. I saw it and it's celebrity adjacent. I thought it was funny. Okay. Have you seen Angie Harmon's Pet Squirrel? No, no, I love squirrels. Angie Harmon of Rizzolian Isles. Sure. Angie Harmon. She is on Twitter and she has a pet squirrel. Okay. And so she keeps right posting these videos with her, like she's brushing her. She's like, get ready with me and my pet squirrel. And she's like brushing her teeth and the squirrel is like climbing yeah. all over her sweater and then there's like a Vanity Fair article oh about God. how her daughter rescued this baby squirrel and she like 
fed it. She got up like every two hours to feed it. And like when it opened its eyes, she was the first person it saw. So it's like imprinted on her. Oh, boy. And she's huh. gaga over this squirrel. Oh, and my it's God. The cutest thing this ever. Is so cute. Because I love Angie Harmon. She's a gorgeous. Yes. And then now she got a squirrel. So there's video of her just getting, putting her makeup on. And the squirrel is just freaking out, running all around her. It's so cute. Like, just trying to get her attention. Oh, it's so cute. And, and she she's has... like, what, you want mascara? I'll put mascara on you. And she has a sweater with, like, a little a little pocket in the breast. Yeah. So it can just yeah, hang she just out got in that. there. Oh, my God. This is so cute. Mm. Mm. Oh, I love a squirrel. This is great. Thank you, Anne, for turning us on to this. Yeah. I would not have pegged Angie Harmon for a squirrel mom. Me either. <laughs> so then I had to give it a goog, and then that's when I found the whole article about Aww. it. It's, like, a thing she's been doing for a bit. That's so cute. Hmm. She, she does say that, like, once it's ready and if it can survive on its own, she'll release, release it, it into the wild. She's yeah. not sure if that's going to be able to happen. Yeah. But she's like, she knows she'll be very sad if <laughs> if that's the case. But she knows, like, you know, it might not be the best place for it. Yeah. That's really cute. Thank um, you for sharing that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and I would say... Um, we're not sure what our schedule is for the rest of the year, frankly. We're still kind of, you know, we're all, we're all, it's the busy time of year. Everybody knows it's that. It's a very right? busy it's time very of busy. year. So we're not sure when Tara's coming back. We're not sure when we're coming back. We're going to try to put one more episode up before the end of the year. We're going to try our darndest. Um, but that might not happen. So don't, please don't hold me to that. But we're going to try. And uh, we have a couple of holiday themed uh, ideas to, to share with y'all. So that could be fun. So please stay tuned for that. Um, and thank you so much for, for jumping in yet again. We appreciate you so much for jumping in and helping us out. It's always a pleasure. So thank you so much. No worries. <laughs> thank you, Anne. <laughs> 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 with a new car and to thank you we've pitched in we buy you a new car <laughs> one that will be easier to get out of tight parking spots oh that was so funny <laughs> uh, well i guess that's all we got that's i'm it. feeling the mimosas honestly i'm going to bed uh <laughs> I finally am not feeling the mimo my emotions. I'm just feeling tired. I need water. Oh. I think I need more water. I do too. I do too. Uh, the mimosas I... also were very light. Like they just, I mean, they did it right. It was like a splash of orange juice. Yeah, it was champagne heavy, which is exactly the way you want them. Is how you want it. Yeah, especially yeah. when you're paying twenty five dollars. I think we got our money's worth. For sure. We did in in good times and in mm -hmm. socialization and uh, all the other things that we paid for sitting there drinking yeah. comfort, comfort and joy. That's right. Tidings of comfort and joy. We're on the Twitter. Oh, I don't know if y'all wonder about that, but we are uh, at Snop Podcast with one D. We are also on Instagram and Facebook. I think it's at. Um... She Nerds Out podcast. Sounds good. 
And you can send us an email to shenerdsout at gmail.com. Go to our website, shenerdsout.com. You know, you can pick up some merch for the snop tart in your life for this <laughs> holiday season. You can buy us a beer. You can send us a voicemail, send us a message. It's one stop snopping. You can send all your holiday cards to snop PO box six seven three two. Sunny Burbank, California, <laughs> 91510. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that, but I'm glad y'all know that. <laughs> we love, we love your mail. We, um, we love it. Gotta have well, it. we hope you, we see you again for the holidays. I mean, yeah. one or two of us might, well, not one, because you can't just have a podcast. What with if one. It was just one of it's, us. It's just well, it, it could only be you, Christmas movies. <laughs> as we've established, uh, the other two of us don't know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> so only you two could actually do it by yourselves. Uh, but what if it was Anne? What if Anne just did a solo just episode did a snop? snop. <laughs> that would be amazing. Might come to that. <laughs> it would probably be really good. Probably, I'm sure it would be. Look, I'm going to town. Know. I got to go to Dallas, so I just uh, I won't be here next weekend. I People who do a podcast by themselves, I don't know how they do it. That's rough. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. talking, just talking about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> just talking. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've listened to one like that before, without a guest, at least. Yeah. Well, we'll see what you get. There'll be somebody here, be hopefully. Love and uh, if we don't. See ya till the new year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. What else is there? We'll be around. We'll be back. Some capacity. And uh, thank you for joining us this year on the Snop. It's been a crazy year. I feel like we took a month off and then we took more time off because people traveled and people had life stuff happen. And it's been 2023 is going to do it for me anyway. One of those years that I'm like, good riddance. We'll see you moving yeah. on. I, I don't, a, it's been a bitch of a year. It has been a bitch of a year. It's <laughs> I think I'm ready for the next one. I feel like we always say that at the end of every December, <laughs> every Honestly, December. it's always like, Ugh. I mean it this year. No, she yeah, me too. Honestly, there's been a lot of years where I hear people, I hear people say that, and I'm like, totally. I had a good year. I don't know. It was fine with me, but this year, nah, it was Fuck it. not not the best. Not the best. 2024 oh. better not be like oh. hold my beer. Oh God, <laughs> please. Yeah, be cal- calm down, 2024. Uh, um, yeah. But anyway, so hope all those things, all those greetings, all those wishes, and uh, we'll either see a one more go around this year or. In 2024. But until then, whenever it shall may be, maybe, not shall be, <laughs> she nerds out. out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things. Dirty things. Just one more day. What? One, One more day. day. Another day, another One destiny. Day. One more, more day. day. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow, you'll Recording. be